You start right. us off. You're with this time. Good evening. Welcome. Oh, wait. Wait, this isn't Halloween. Every day is Halloween, Kai. Yeah. If you, if you that, believe in your heart. That's true. Exactly. Good evening. This is Trapo. I'm Kai. And I'm Dustin. And this is the show that talks about stuff on purpose. Wait, no, that, that's not a belligerent. <laughs> start start again. Start again. I, I, can, I can do better. This is Trapo. I'm Kai. I'm Dustin. And we're here tonight with a special episode of Good, Great, or Garbage. Can we change the name just this one time? For today's episode, we should change the name from Good, Great, or Garbage to Good, Great, Garbage, or Goddamn. Because, uh, uh, Goddamn, Kai. Yeah, yeah, we need something better than great. Spoiler alert, I think maybe you, if you're <laughs> listening at home, you may have figured out how we feel about this particular album. Would that be something we could put, like, in the title, in parentheses, you could put... Goddamn. You can't just say Goddamn. You have to say Goddamn. Goddamn! First time I heard uh, Tradition, I was like, God damn. The first thing I said out loud yeah. listening to that song, God damn. I think I said, oh shit. All right, I'm in. If I can't have love, I want power from 2021 by Halsey. Take what you want, take what you can, take what you please. Don't give a damn, ask for forgiveness, never permission. Take what you want, take what you can, take what you please. Don't give a damn, it's in the blood and this is tradition. This is, I believe, Halsey's fourth full-length studio album i know that they've released a bunch of other kind of random eps and singles in between but this is also another reason that uh dustin and i are like 100 all in on this is this album also just happened to be produced by trent reznor and atticus ross better known as nine inch nails basically when i was looking through the um, credits of the album it was written by trent reznor atticus ross Halsey and someone named Greg Kirsten. I think that's producer friend, if I remember right, because I think I, I looked him up one day. Here's here's where I come from regarding Halsey. I've literally never heard anything they've done before this album. Nothing. I had no familiarity with their work. Oh, okay. Um, this was my introduction. They had a couple popular songs that I'd known called, uh, one of them was like, Without You. Anyways, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross teamed up with Halsey to make this. I was like, hold on, hold on. I gotta look this shit up. And I was like, piano, Trent Reznor sampler trent reznor synthesizer trent reznor i was like okay oh greg kirsten is the recording engineer so basically the album was written by those three to clarify trent reznor and atticus ross are credited as songwriters but they wrote the music they did not write the lyrics that's all halsey Right. The album came out in 2021. There was an extended cut that was released in January 2022. So first of all, let me start out by saying the cover art, very Game of Thrones-esque, but instead of the throne being made of swords, it's like these big gold foily foldovers. The woman is holding a baby and has one breast out, and she vaguely looks like Cassandra Peterson. I don't know. Does Halsey look like Cassandra Peterson? Is that Halsey on the cover? Yeah, that's them on the oh, cover. Yes. I assume that's her and her baby. The pictures were taken before the baby was born. Uh, that, is, okay. that is not Halsey's son on the album cover. Okay. Have you ever seen the, the painting it's based on? Was that the Lilith? No, it's called A no. Virgin and Child Surrounded by Angels. It's, it's a very famous Renaissance painting. Oh, I didn't know that the cover was based off of it. Yeah, I've seen this painting so many times. It's a great image. I guess you'd call it a, an homage to A Virgin and Child Surrounded by Angels. The exposed left breast mother mary holding the baby jesus and there are a series of little cherubic angels surrounding the pair it's just a side effect of the way these paintings were done back in the day every child they have an adult face and it's very off-putting virgin and child with 
angels virgin and child surrounded by angels there is so much detail in this painting oh yeah definitely okay but instead of angels it's uh like gold if they like inserted a bunch of like cg cherubs in that image it would just look disturbing as hell i don't think they wanted that mess it's an homage yeah we just started we're getting the weeds well that's what we do like you mentioned earlier the first track is called the tradition and the second it starts having listened to every fucking nine inch nails album ever created instantly got goosebumps and went oh it's a nine inch nails album just like in my heart that's what happened i was like wait 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 and then she started singing i was like whoa hold on that kind of took me by surprise I was expecting Trent Reznor's voice to start graveling about something. And then she says, Oh, the loneliest girl in town is bought for pennies of price. We dress her up in lovely gowns. She's easy on the eyes. Fucking fire, man. Yeah, so is black. And it's a fact that I sneer will eat you alive. That was one of the things, this whole album, every song I was like, okay, one of my main pieces of notes was my favorite lyric from each song. Cause each one has at least one or two lyrics. It's like, God damn, I got to start that over. I listened to the album again today when I was just walking around. I realized halfway through Bells in Santa Fe that I was just singing along to the whole thing. Cause I, I apparently over the short time I've been really listening to this album, I've committed most of the lyrics to memory already without even realizing mm-hmm. it. I've listened to this album probably 17 times. <laughs> me too in the last two weeks. Yeah. I fucking know this album now. You told me and I th- then I think I listened to it and then forgot about it a week ago or so. You were like, God damn, check this shit out again. And uh, the second the first song start, I was like, <gasps> give me more. And then yeah. there's like an hour more of I was like, fuck yes. It was like a couple hours later. I was like, God damn, you're right. Holy yep. shit. But this this is this is not a, a light listen the album at all. Yeah. This is... yeah, and I think that's why I, I maybe glossed over it or you hear a real an album that you have to like absorb and dissect. You hear it the first time and you just you don't know how you feel about it. You gotta get away from it, forget about it, think about something else, and then come back to it. You don't have to do that weeks later. You can do it a couple hours later if you're really into it. I think if you step away and you come back, then you'll have a little better perspective. I, I was probably on a walk and was just power walked right through it and then was like oh that was fine uh, that song was kind of cool but then the second listen when i was ready to like absorb it was, oh shit mastodon is kind of the same way with me you could just listen to it and just bang your fucking head against the wall but sometimes if you kind of get into it you're like oh oh this is taking me somewhere it's making me feel things i was always like that with uh velvet underground and with a uh, lou reed's music with his solo mm-hmm. stuff especially first time i listened to each of those albums i'm like hey you know there's something to like here and then i listen to it again i'm in a different mood and it hits me i'm like this is it that's the only way i can describe it it hits you a different way and suddenly it's like a a new world just opened up to you and and you understand it now i think my favorite line from tradition was
just that little bridge there makes you go, oh, fuck. Her this voice person is... went through some shit. You don't come to lyrics like that because you Googled it. Like, no, you, you don't. You gotta live through some shit. Her voice, the way she said it, she fucking means that. I wrote a note that says, her voice soars with rage and sorrow. When she sings, they said boys were boys, but they were wrong. The yeah, way it's like, she the... sings wrong, and you feel just misery there. It's a nightmare. Before we get too deep into the album, I should also kind of mention that the overall theme of this album is like the horrors of love relationships with the horrors of being with someone and being with yourself and being pregnant and all this oh, other shit institutionalized misogyny this album pulls absolutely no punches yeah the way she sings in this song her voice is honey within that honey is crushed glass sweet and smooth but also ripping you apart yes there's that violence underneath it's going to destroy you i think that encapsulates my feelings regarding this song there was a quote from uh from her about easier than lying but it kind of speaks to what you're talking about with the whole album she said that she came back to that song after a while she just heard fucking rage fueled by rage the title of the fucking album says everything it's not about getting power like you want to be the queen so it's interesting there's definitely a battery of rage fueling this album rage and frustration and also you know since she wrote most of the a lot of this while she was pregnant they've had miscarriages before so this was oh, a lot yeah. of hesitation a lot of uh, fear not just of motherhood but of wanting to be a mother and never being able to become a mother there's yeah. so many things happening under the surface of this album yeah i imagine that is a sort of existential crisis the feeling that you need to reproduce because literally because hormones in your body are telling you to but not wanting to or not being able to would be pretty fucking torturous and rage inducing the second song on this album bells in santa fe don't call me by my name wandering around singing it out loud didn't even realize what the fuck you're saying nihilism in this song yeah. yes the bridge that happens a couple of times is all of this is temporary all of this is temporary and that's in like almost every verse this song it shows how like a woman's self-image can be destroyed by society the music is composed around the lyrics it's the sense of doom hanging over you like a cloud it's despondent. I read a quote. I cannot remember where it was. They call it a vision of a disposable existence. I think yeah. that's apt. I kind of feel like this is a concept album in that there's a character that goes through the whole album. Halsey called it a concept album. It's okay. absolutely a concept album okay. about motherhood, about femininity. It is definitely a concept album. And I, I think I, I think I knew I was in the right space to listen to this album when I got to the end. And I was like, at least there's a little sweet resolution for the character. And I was like, wait. Oh, okay, yeah, because it starts out, like you said, absolutely haunting, and she's talking about being bought and sold. And the commodification of, of women. And you keep getting returned. Because all she does is cry. That's one of the other lyrics in the tradition. She keeps getting returned because all she does is cry. I was like, she said that because she lived that shit, or something similar, or understands that feeling. But yeah, my, my favorite lyrics. Jesus needed a three-day weekend to sort out all his the whole verse has a lot to unpack. Yeah. Like when, when you get to the end of it, she says, Jesus, you've got better lips than Judas. I could give you bad warm, otherwise I'm useless. I don't really mean it, cause who the fuck would choose it? That right 
right there speaks to the character in the song. The character can see no other value in, in herself other than fucking because of the, the way you've been portrayed. It's a lot to unpack there. I don't know if I can do it justice, but you know, I and that's one of those things about certain kinds of music, certain songs, certain albums, certain artists. You listen to it and you feel the emotion. Maybe you can't articulate it as well as you'd like, but you can feel it under the surface maybe you can't grab it but you understand it part of it is a is a lack of experience i am not a woman i have never been pregnant i will never be pregnant yeah but that's the wonderful thing about art help you understand not fully but maybe help you understand a little bit you understand another person's point of view definitely listening to this album you understand this other person's point of view you get that kick in the pants that lyric it's not a happy ending right especially that was another thing where i started to understand the character when you're younger if you were in a situation like that it would seem like there can be no happy ending right and then as the album goes on the character kind of grows old and evolves a little bit maybe finds some peace by the end but we're not there yet kai but we're not there we're only on song two that's bells in santa fe up next easier than lying thing i wrote down was this is sort of like pop punk nine inch nails song yeah. but with halsey oh here's the quote halsey was talking to trent reznor and atticus ross told him when i got back to easier than lying for the first time i noticed there was this rage i was talking about two things one is the parents and the others were the lovers and the people in life who made you into something and then decided they don't like the person that they helped make you into as if you had any control over that i was like oh Okay. The whole song just breaks your heart when you listen to it. And plus, right off the bat, I have to mention that drum beat. It builds anxiety through the whole song. Even when the song technically slows down, the actual melody slows down, it just keeps going. You feel like something's right behind you. Like there's somebody stalking you the whole fucking time. Especially if you're walking around Uh listening to this song. Yes, exactly. Trent Reznor's made so much music, he kind of figured out that I don't know if it's like patterned after heartbeats or something, but there's something that just makes you feel like, oh shit, oh, something's, yeah, yeah. something's happening. Yeah. It's like your body's that's, anticipating the fucking adrenaline rush, but nothing's happening. That's in uh, Ghosts. Uh, what's the new one? Locust? Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't listened that's, to those for a while. That's in there, man. Your own imagination is filling in those gaps, and it's doing the same thing in this song. That fucking drum is. Doing- I'm getting so fucking anxious just listening to this song. Even completely setting aside the lyrics, which are fucking heartbreaking. It's about a a woman who decides it's literally easier to end a relationship with somebody rather than even trying to admit that that person may love them. Yeah, that was the lyric I wrote down. fucking pain right there yeah it's a person seeing only the worst case scenario in this world that's it yeah what circumstances what life experiences have brought them to that state that was also one of the things that made me feel like this was the beginning of the character the character was still a little bit young at this point because like young love that goes awry 
die. The fucking world's over. It doesn't matter. Fuck this life. I'd rather blow it all up and self-destruct than find out if we could love each other forever. My favorite lyrics in the song actually deal with the fucking drum beat. My heart is massive, but it's empty. A permanent part of me that innocent arteries gasping for some real attention. Some undivided hypertension. Tell it quiet down your that's fucking it it's fucking amazing wait a minute this is all by design they did something here the music and the lyrics are working in concert trent reznor and atticus ross were never even attempting to overshadow halsey's lyrics Mm -hmm. they're working only to bring their vision to life. And that was one of the things that by the end of this album, I was like, you know, if fucking Taylor Swift got Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross to produce her next album, I'd be up till midnight waiting to hit play on it. I don't give a fuck who it is. If they could do this with someone who I thought was just kind of a pop artist that I had heard on the radio once or twice when the girls were controlling the radio. But then, whoa, whoa, whoa. Was there an Atticus Ross producer? All right, I'll check it out. So go, fuck. At least you know the music will be good. Yeah. Obviously, her lyrics are fucking amazing. I came for Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, but I stayed Mm -hmm. for Halsey. Yeah. The way Halsey puts these songs together, those lyrics, it's beautiful, it's haunting, it's painful, it's amazing. The lyrics kept me involved and they kept me coming back. And I think that also Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross probably could produce whoever the fuck they wanted to. They made the soundtrack to Soul. Yeah. Pixar movie soundtracks and they're great. Oh, they could could do this. No, fuck it. They can do whatever they want, apparently. Yeah. They made the The soundtrack to Mank. I didn't even watch Mank, but I listened to the fucking soundtrack. Did you you find yeah it's fucking weird as fuck half of it's just like one minute long big band show yeah, things it's big band madness and it's and like th- these fuckers made that there was no trent reznor spin on it it was no. just they made it with drums and horns in the studio like they would have back then but then on the actual soundtrack pieces you can hear a little hint of nine inch nails trent reznor's production yeah. sneaking in and you're like oh there it is have you heard yeah. the soundtrack to soul yes those um, fuckers made jazz yeah yeah exactly those they made a fuckers jazz album made jazz they won an oscar for that by the way which yeah. i'm not i'm not complaining the soundtrack to soul is great anyway anyways we're way off here so what song are we on we song go? number four is it lilith is Lilith. Well, I'm perfection when it comes to first impressions. Well, I will manicize and then I get to stressing. I'm a big brain like I'm teaching it a lesson. Baby, it's a blessing. Yeah. I don't really social media. So when I was researching this, I found out Halsey teased this album with a picture of Dante's Lady Lilith painting from the 1860s. And I was like, fuck yeah. I'm down with that. That's a good way to tease things, especially today. People aren't going to know what the fuck. Oh, was this painting of a fucking naked lady? But the, yeah, the first thing I had to say about that was just, it's just got this like head nodding, kind of rocking back and forth groove that instantly I was like, yep, I think this is my favorite song. I haven't even heard, listened to the rest of the album yet, but I think this is my favorite song. The only way I put it that made sense to me while listening to this song is I, w- I would call it self-destructive and aggressive sexuality. Yeah. She says, Tuck a knife with my heart up my sleeve and change like a season. That's, yes. a, that's that line right there. That's the She's, fucking line. I'm not going to fall in love. And then the next line I am disruptive. I've been corrupted. is the Trent Reznor voice distortion at the mm-hmm. end at the end of a line. It's telling me something. <laughs> the song. The wordplay is, is fucking yes. glorious. I just fuck things up if you notice. Have you noticed? Tell me, have you noticed? That was the part I was like, oh yeah. 
I feel that in my heart right now. There's definitely sarcasm in that line. Yeah. Also, like, have you noticed? Tell me, have you Cause, noticed? Because who would you be speaking to? Yeah, they probably fucking noticed. One thing, uh, one other thing I had to say about Lilith. I wrote that the uh, character, this is where she goes from kind of being a beaten down kind of sad kid to like, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want. Independent figuring her shit out, even though it's, like you said, in a a sexual way almost well yeah the themes play throughout sexuality it's motherhood like i said it's misogyny it's living under the the male gaze it's about halsey showing themselves as a uh a well-rounded human being they're not just an object they're not just a mother they're not just a vessel for procreation they're all of these things and more. They can be all of these things at once. Confrontational. It's right there, man. Which obviously is a pretty good segue to girl with a gun in terms of in your face. So I feel like this was the first, there's like two kind of pop songs and this was kind of the first one of them as far as like the tempo and the beat. But still, if Trent Reznor made a pop song, oh wait, that's exactly what this is. That's fucking weird and glorious. The next step from Lilith is this is the the person in the story figuring out how to use herself instead of be abused. When I was looking at some of the lyrics, it had quotes in certain parts and I was like, okay, that makes more sense. It's like in her head, she's talking to herself which is also then a substitute essentially for the partner or parent or pressure put on her or whatever it's another way to express that girl is a gun the first thing i i thought was uh it was a play on tyler the creator's boy is a gun can't imagine the title i can't Um, imagine the title's a coincidence yeah i looked but i found no confirmation on this yeah it's a, it's a journey from someone who feels like they're drowning themselves in sensation. Like they're kind of pushing away all the, the nice and mm-hmm. safe stuff in favor of something kind of fun but dangerous. They're not looking for love. They want to have a good time and they want to have a really good time. That's kind of the zenith from the beginning of Lilith to the end of this song where she goes from figuring out how to be herself and then kind of finds herself. During the uh, chorus, he said, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kai. Playful and sexually explicit while also being incredibly well-written. Yeah. Okay, that's it. That's all I had to say. I'm done. The next song, you asked for this. Well, you were talking about the, uh, the evolution of a character. This is it. They've got what they want. It's not everything you wanted it to be. You thought you got it all, but you're like, wait a minute. I don't want this. So, like, she found her voice, and they said, oh, shit. All right, you're gonna, you're fucking do it. I love that last, that last verse in the song. I want a beautiful boy, despondent yeah. that, that line right there. I want a beautiful, beautiful. boy's despondent laughter. I want a fist around my throat. I want to cry so I can't have a 
have love, I want power. That's that's it right there. That's, it feels like the like the thesis statement of the whole album just wrapped up in that last verse. Mm-hmm. I also wrote that the intro is very uh, with teeth like. This feels feels like with teeth kind of um but this also kind of felt like the this char- album's got fucking teeth kai the whole yeah. fucking album it felt like uh the characters kind of pep talk to keep going get your shit together keep going it's also very self-blaming and yeah it is. you're right also kind of a trent reznor made a pop song fuck yeah i did he's a fantastic musician he can make pop he just doesn't usually do it doesn't do it for himself you know what's coming right now though track number seven is called darling darling don't you a place for me somewhere we can sleep see you in your dreams yes yes absolutely i'll just i'll just say it it made me cry this song made me cry i don't know it was like a knife twisted in my heart ever since a little girl found this sweet driving past the graveyard on the lonesome street all the little flowers gave me something to believe in yeah i could see and it's that visual so sweet in my head it's halsey singing to their son yeah this like song, a lullaby it's an achingly real love story when they say darling don't you cry head fast toward the light foolish man Shown me how to love being alive. That's Halsey singing to their unborn son. And to have those lyrics accompanied by Lindsay fucking Buckingham on acoustic guitar. Come on, you can't fucking beat that. What what are my favorite lyrics from this song? Oh, the whole the whole song. <laughs> it's the whole fucking song. Until it's time to see the light. I'll make my own with you each night. Kidnap all the stars and I will keep them in your eyes. That is poetry it fills me with love because that's what it is it is pure love i hear this song now and i feel i feel love i feel like i'm wide open this this song is transcendent i think you said everything we need to say about darling oh i love this fucking song the beautiful thing about it although it is pretty clearly a song about halsey singing to their unborn son the lyrics are vague enough much like some of the other songs they are abstract enough that you can interpret them as being about different kinds of love this could be a romantic song this could very well be romance that's one of the beautiful things about the album as a whole is that although there is a through line in this album you can look at individual songs and interpret them in different ways that's beautiful it's not locked into one specific interpretation. That's one of the things that makes great art. So the next song, huh? 1121. It's, it's called 1121. Not coincidentally, the date which Halsey learned they were pregnant. That's trivia, children. <laughs> I almost kind of starts out sounding a little sinister wicked the way she says i i won't die for love but if i've got a body here to bury and the kind of beat makes it kind of sound sinister but in the context of the rest of the album having a child there's all kinds of body changing and then also being like a celebrity and there's like a million layers to the first two fucking lines i was like oh shit oh there's so much going on there that i want to unpack but i don't i don't think i'm qualified to do it it could also be You've got a body to bury, meaning a relationship. 
Right. Truth be told, it's scary because my shoulders are heavy already, already being a celebrity, being an artist, and then having a child. Just existing is hard enough, yes. let alone being fucking pregnant and having to have a child. There's like 50 layers of that fucking onion. Once again, yeah. the lyrics are abstract enough that it can be about so many different things. Halsey wrote the lyrics that way on purpose. Halsey's a fucking fantastic lyricist. Yeah. Um, I also kind of thought the please don't leave me, don't leave me in the shape you left me but also could be reflected to a relationship it's vague enough but it's also it's about one thing but it's vague enough that it fucking stabs you because you've been through it one way or another it could even be about you had shitty parents and you got away from them and realized Mm. how shitty they were fucking leave me in the shape you left me there's a fucking million ways you know whatever the fuck is bothering you you could probably you could understand this emotion you can have my heart. I will break it for you. That is a, a mother talking to their child. I hear that and I'm like, fuck. You're like 26 years old. How are you fucking reaching into the depths of yourself and making something so profound? Yeah. It doesn't matter how old you are. You have these experiences. You're bringing them to life with this music. Mm-hmm. And it, it is... I hate to say it because it makes me sound like a fucking asshole to myself. Like, well, you know, this album is fantastic and you should really listen to it. But here's the thing. This album is fantastic and you should really listen to it. I can tell you in the past five years, the number of albums that have grabbed me the way that if I can't have love, I want power has reached me. The only album I can think of is Art Deco's In Standard Definition. And that's for entirely different reasons. This fucking thing... The way Halsey has composed these lyrics, the way Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross have composed this music, it just has leached into my brain. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm going to rant about this for an hour and a half. Tell me, what's the next song? Right now, we are on uh, song number nine, a little ditty called Honey. looking up this song uh i guess halsey had posted on instagram instagram baby i guess someone asked about the origin of the song honey and she said that um, her 16 year old brother kind of has been playing around with making music and producing his own kind of beats and stuff and he wanted to see how she made music so she took him to her studio which i guess is it like a house in her backyard she had the not Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, one of the other guys talked about. I don't remember what the fuck his name is. John Cunningham. She just wanted to uh, show her brother how she made some music. So she had him uh, throw on some kind of a a rough beat that they had lying around. And she just grabbed the mic and improv the lyrics to the beat. A couple days later, she called him or texted him or something. Was like, was that thing we did with my brother any good? And he was like, I've been trying to tell you for two days. It's fucking badass. Come over and see what I did with it. Shit, you're right, it is that's pretty cool. It's in the fucking album. It's also, again, it gets back to the sexuality right. um, quite nicely. Here's my note on uh, Honey. Dave Grohl on drums, it's fine. Honey was like, hey, it wasn't bad. The drums were good. Oh, Dave Grohl did the drums on that? Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Are we talking about Whispers yet? Fuck yeah. Song number 10. It's called Whispers. Sabotage the things you love the most. Camouflage so you can feed the lie that you're composed. This is the voice in your head that says you do not want this. This is the ache that says you do not want him. This is the glimmer of light that you're keeping alive when you tell yourself bad, bad, good. For me, this was 
basically a Nine Inch Nails song with Halsey singing. Is kind of how it felt to me with like the weird kind of singing to yourself whispering. It's a bad relationship you can't get away from. You don't believe you deserve better and that's what hurts. You don't think you deserve better. It's definitely a mental health. It leads me anyway onto this path where I feel like the character doesn't know themselves and they don't want to know. They don't want to see their reflection in the mirror. They're afraid of what they'll learn about themselves. And she's like, you, that, this moment where you're like, eh, I could fuck him. No, 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 yeah. no, no. You're, you're going that down. That glimmer a, of light that you're, you're keeping a alive when you tell path. yourself. Isn't it lonely? These are the standards to which you could hold me. Oh, God. You're doing the wordplay again. Spare Why do you me. need love so badly? That is because of her daddy. But she was brutal and bratty. Bet that she'll never be happy. I bet that you're riding. I'll show you in time. My favorite fucking thing is just the chorus sabotage the things you love the most. Camouflage so I can feed the lie that I'm composed. It's like, oh. The way this song comes together, you don't know yourself. You're afraid to find out. You're doing something here. I'm in. Uh I might have to trick her and treat her to 70 capsules or fly to a castle. So at least we can say that we died being traveled. traveled. Cultured and flattered and then I could trap her, but what does it matter? Holy shit. (laughs) These fucking clerics are melting my brain. You are a goddamn genius. But what does it matter? But what does it matter? Shit. That's why I said at the beginning of this episode, can we call it good, great garbage, or goddamn? Yeah, I'd have to say this is probably my favorite song on the album. This album is excoriating. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I just realized something. Something you said earlier with, uh, I think it was Bells of Santa Fe. You said that you were just walking around and you didn't even realize you were just singing the lyrics out loud. Right. I walked down the street to the grocery store today, grabbed some stuff for dinner, and I was walking through the frozen aisle and there was no one around there. I was going, you do not want this. I just hoped someone was on the other side. I was about to grab something and they're like, you do not. <gasps> Think you could try to console me, but I do not know me. No, I do not know me. You feel like rock bottom almost right there. And like the evolution of the character throughout the album. I feel like from Honey on, the character has like found themselves and they feel like a not a stable person, but they kind of know who they are. But it's not like raging hormonal 20-year-old sexuality. It's like, I bet I could fuck him. Which is its own kind of trap. Yeah, and with Whispers, it's like, now it's not about anybody else, it's about you, because that's how human beings are. So, uh, tell me how you feel about the first single. feeling i got from this song maybe i don't need you that was like my main thesis i'm not a martyr i'm a problem i fucking love that mm-hmm. line i am not a martyr i'm a problem all right all right uh-huh. yeah You're, this is something special the way she sings it every morning got a hollow where my heart goes i never listen but i see it with my eyes closed i know you some part of you wishes it could be true Maybe I could be a better human with a new name. Maybe it's a specific thing, but that line. Is this song a masterpiece? I kind of think it might be, Kai. Yeah, and it's like kind of uh, cheers. 
Oh, you're gone. Are you... Nope, no, you're I'm, back. I'm still here. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of like bipolar nature in this song. There's self-doubt, mm-hmm. self-worship, self-worth. Whispers is kind of like the bad side, and then this is kind of like the good side, but also right. not the great side, but the slightly not self-destructive side but yeah. there's a little self-destructive part in there no, but, but there's also like i'm a god i made a fucking yeah. person yeah right i'm a god that's where motherhood creeps in again a child is gestating in their belly i'm not a woman i'm a god i feel something resonating within my soul the only other person that i think i've felt that way with recently was gillian welch yeah just yeah. just the way she sings it doesn't yeah. really fucking matter what it is but when it's something strong and powerful, boy, you got my fucking attention. But that kind of leads to the lighthouse a little bit. Oh, yes. The, the, the kind of uh, folk song style of, of the next song, indeed. Because here's the thing I have to say about the lighthouse. It feels like a haunted folk song from the future. There's a lighthouse in the middle of the deep and I'm still stranded on the shoreline nobody that was yes. that was literally what I wrote. Halsey becomes a siren on the beach, luring weak men to their doom. Victim and victimizer, the siren embraces their power and revels in it. It can also be seen as perpetuating a cycle of abuse. I'm glad I met the devil because he showed me I was weak and a little piece of him is in a little piece of me. Trent Reznor comes in with the background vocals in the last 90 seconds and suddenly... I'm listening to a lost track from The Fragile. That's exact. I put like it has that beautiful grungy nine inch nails sound, yeah. but with a a folk song style lyrics. Mm-hmm. But there's no twangy guitar. No, it's fucking. The first time I listened to The Lighthouse, I thought I was listening to a cast-off from The Fragile. When he's singing... This is the one song where you can actually hear him singing, right? This is the only track in which he actually contributes to the lyrics. Is Trent Reznor doing background vocals? The second time, like, oh, that's Trent Reznor. There was only one other time I thought I heard someone, and I think it was in... At the end of one of the verses in Lilith, there's like a little... Yeah. And, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, that's a little old school Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor did that at the end of a lot of his, if he needed like one extra beat, especially like uh, with teeth and the slip and some of those. It was, there's just one of them, just like a fucking half a second. Right. And then in Lighthouse. song is fucking brilliant the way halsey breaks down these lyrics think of gillian welch singing this song with no lyrical additions or subtractions Mm -hmm. just with their own music gillian welch could do this without any changes at all yeah like if you sit to her and said hey you should play this fuck that's pretty good who wrote this halsey i'll lure you like a landslide i'll show you lovely things you rescue me but they'll make Halsey is a siren luring yeah. men to their doom. Every man Halsey lures to their doom deserves their fate. I made a sailor on a ship with promise in his eyes. He kissed me on the mouth and dug his fingers in my thighs. But a sailor ain't a savior because they only tell you lies. So I left him there till the 
the sunrise. Well, the waves were tall and they were crashing down. He's laying on the water, begging God to let him drown. So I showed him all my teeth. And then I laughed out because I never wanted saving. I just wanted to be found. This song touches my guy. <laughs> You can't say that. <sighs> I know. You know what I mean, Kai. This song. It, yeah, it like I know. Re- I know. This reaches, was like okay. It, it reaches you know. deep inside, and it it does something to me, like at a primal level. Because I never wanted saving. I just wanted to be found. My God. This has one had one of my one of my favorite lines was swimming with the devil at the bottom of a lake, and he left me there by my lonesome. He was tall and mean, so Wanted reconciliation, but my tongue was in my teeth. I couldn't find the floor, so I was kicking with my feet. But they weren't there. They were stolen. You know what? But I, I changed my mind. The Lighthouse, my favorite song. Last 90 seconds, it's from The Fragile. I don't give a shit. This is yeah. fucking amazing. Okay, Lilith is my favorite song. A couple songs. Like, okay, Whispers is my favorite song. Okay, Lighthouse is my favorite song. Son of a bitch. This it's too good. album, Kai. This album. This shit is in my brain because it's stuck. You know, this is the part where the uh, the character in the story kind of turns into a fucking superhero, but it's it's not not a superhero, but totally learns how to harness their power. They were a superhero. They... I'm not a woman. I'm a god. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that was the transcendence. The way Halsey is singing that song, they are a fucking superhero. Yeah. I'm genuinely moved by this album. I, I, I don't know how else to put it. However the fuck you pronounce it. But whenever you hear that last song, which is, it's, it's based on an Arabic phrase, meaning you bury me. It's a phrase saying, yeah. I want you to bury me before I bury you. Yeah, and you like know I, what? I can't live without your love. Love. Absolute, unconditional love. I think we could live forever in each other's faces cause I always see my youth in you. like the character has ascended the way this fucking song hits me when the halsey is singing those lyrics darling you will bury me before i bury you unconditional love i cannot envision my life without you yeah my god you got me just right there you got me there's no pretense there's no bullshit raw emotion from front to fucking back I found something bigger than myself, and I embrace it with my heart. Take my pockets, take me home, take my life and take my soul, wrap me in a wedding ring. You know, I swear I'd give you anything. Hey, Kai, you want to listen to this cool album I've heard before? It's like, oh, man. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for telling me to do it again. I had no idea who Halsey was as an artist before this. Never heard any of their songs before, but this, this album... If I can't have love, I want power is a masterpiece. Yeah, that was the other thing I noticed. Every time I was like, okay, I listened to it like yesterday and today and the day before and the day before. Like, okay, maybe I'll put a podcast. No, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to this album again. <laughs> At first I was like, okay, I got to gotta do some homework podcast. And then I'm like, no, I'm, this is this is way beyond this. I'm just going to listen to it till I know every fucking in and out of this album and it's burnt into my brain. And then I'll have it forever. And I will have its love in my, <laughs> in my brain forever. Yeah. God damn.
I read a review of the album from the National Catholic Reporter. I'm going to read a quote. Halsey has been open about experiencing miscarriages and battling endometriosis and is no stranger to grief. Yet, in experiencing the life-giving power of pregnancy and childbirth, the evolution of Halsey's own understandings of love and power is reflected throughout the record. While women often face judgment for being too sexual or not sexual enough, if I can't have love, I want power, provides a lens for compassion and understanding, as well as for the complexity and diversity of experiences women and non-binary people have around sexuality, pregnancy, and childbirth. If I can't have love, I want power explores the trials of seeking power over love and presents us with honest depictions of how authentic, integrated, self-giving love is truly the most powerful. This is written by Jessica Gerhard from the National Catholic Reporter. That quote encapsulates my feelings about this album better than maybe I ever could. And I would recommend you, dear listener, listen to this album. It will change your life. Transformational. Halsey, whatever you make next, I'm there. Does Halsey's If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power belong in the Trapo Essentials canon? Oh, it's loaded up front and center, baby. It's the spearhead right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Was this the easiest decision we've ever made? It, it's close. Thus far, yes. I mean, we just talked Jesus. about it for like almost two hours. So. It has to go in the canon. Halsey, fucking genius. And Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, what you two did with this music, you guys yeah. deserve all the accolades. Also, uh, I mean, that's true. But you know what? I, I would like to hear as an idea. I would like to hear it with no lyrics. I yeah. would just kind of want to hear the whole thing as like a ghost album. Because I'm sure there's parts of the music you didn't know fucking existed right, if you removed right. her lyrics from it we just <laughs> to her lyrics for fucking two hours but I just thought it'd be interesting to listen to then her lyrics isolated just because I thought fucking weird know. put it in a My, program and separate them I'm oh, on vinyl. it's coming next week <laughs> it's, it's on the way baby if I can't have love I want power by Halsey is now officially inducted in the Trapo Essentials canon it was always there. <laughs> we had no idea. If you haven't listened to If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power by Halsey, you really owe it to yourself to do so because this album is something special. Let the empathy machine, let it run wild like Hulkamania because this, <laughs> you need this. It is the canon. I love it. Ty loves it. We're here for this shit. That's it for now. That's it for this episode of Trapo. So until next time, just send the fuck off the internet. Trapo, the show that talks about stuff on purpose, is a Fenderman Incorporated production.